social media, music, books, film, news, everywhere we look, censorship exists. But should it? And if it should, to what extent? Throughout the past four episodes, we've been discussing censorship in all shapes and sizes. And here we are, episode five, the last one. Welcome back to Bleep, the finale. So, in case you're new here and saying, Ella, what the heck is censorship and why in the world are you talking about it? Let's recap. Censorship is the changing or suppression or prohibition of speech or writing that is deemed bad of the common good. Censorship, the word itself, originates from the office of the censor in 443 BC Rome. One of the censor's jobs was to regulate the morals of the citizens, meaning that he would inevitably determine what citizens saw, believed, and how they lived. That was Britannica. But here's the thing. Censorship today does the exact same thing as it did in 443 BC Rome. Censors, when now it's not a person, sift through all the information and say, nope, this is offensive and that's graphic and this is harmful, so I'm not going to let anybody see those. Maybe hides isn't the right word, but not all the information is accessible to the general public. Censorship comes in many different forms and is seen nearly everywhere. But in the U.S., book banning is the most widespread of all types of censorship. That was Susan Webb. Books are banned because of the ideas on their pages. These ideas could include racial issues, encourage violence or damaging lifestyles, harsh dialogue, sex, negativity, religious affiliation, political bias, or agent appropriateness, among many other reasons. Many people believe that these books should be banned, taken out of public use. They believe that hiding these harsh ideas from people, especially younger kids, will keep them from harm. Censorship and book banning is not a new phenomenon. According to Freedom to Read, in 259 BC, the Chinese emperor ordered books to be burned, and thus banned, because he didn't agree with their contents. It existed even well before that. Other people believe that no book should be banned. They say that imposing information restraints on people is far more dangerous than any ideas that may be expressed in that information. Rather than censoring hate and inappropriateness, Reese Becker says that it would be more effective to call it out where it is, shun and ostracize those who perpetrate it, and work together to create inclusive discourse. Instead of talking about all banned books, let's narrow it down to one specific banned book. Here's Catherine Chamberlain. One book in particular that many people challenge and ban is I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings has been publicly challenged or banned 39 times since 1983. It contains sexually explicit scenes, including the rape that Maya Angelou, the author, suffered as an eight-year-old. It has also been challenged for being anti-white and for encouraging homosexuality. So, yeah, it's pretty obvious why people would want this book banned. It's harsh. Sometimes it's really graphic and it's hard to read. Parents don't want their kids being exposed to that kind of thing. On the other side of the argument, many people point out that this book illustrates how strength and love can help overcome racism and trauma. 
I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings has been named one of the best and most influential books since its publication in 1923, according to World Organization. Sometimes it's hard to read, but it's real and it's encouraging, it's courageous and it's full of wisdom and passion. Maya Angelou has done many things in her storied life and career. Along the way, she has inspired millions, both here in the United States and around the world. Even though this book is so controversial, it's powerful, it's encouraging, it's important, and her words should not be silenced or censored. Aside from books, censorship appears in many other places. It exists in music, on social media, in the news, pretty much anywhere that you're getting any information. Music censorship in America began in the early to mid-1900s. The Radio Act of 1927 replaced the Radio Act of 1912, giving the federal government regulatory power over what was being said on the radio. Songs are censored from the radio for a variety of reasons, but most of the time it's because it promotes drug or alcohol use, it displays or promotes violence, it contains mature language, or because it contains occult content. That was the National Coalition Against Censorship and Entertain the Elk. Another big piece of music censorship, according to the Recording Industry Association of America, is a parental advisory label. The parental advisory label was created to give artists greater freedom of expression while still letting audiences, mostly parents and their kids, make informed decisions about whether or not they want to listen to explicit music. Then there's censorship on social media. Social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and so many others are private companies and can censor their users as they see fit. Each platform has different policies when it comes to what their users can and can't say, according to the Freedom Forum Institute. Lots of the platforms now have misinformation filters too. Maybe the most common or well-known form of censorship is in the media. The media often faces pressure from outside forces to suppress information. Here's Glenn Halbrooks again. Censorship in the media is usually due to protecting a person's privacy, avoiding graphic details and images, concealing national security information, or hiding political bias. Many news channels are known for being biased or for not giving up all the nitty-gritty details. Truth is, they're doing that for a reason. It's human nature to want to know everything about everything. But sometimes censorship is important. In other cases, when perfectly fine information is being withheld from the public, then censorship is not okay. In that situation, people aren't receiving all the information that they need to make educated decisions and draw their own conclusions. Whoa, that was a lot. To sum it all up, censorship takes on lots of different forms. Sometimes it's necessary, important, and even helpful. Other times, not so much. Censorship is part of everything we see, hear, and read. Whether it's through a book, radio, news report, social media, or music. Everything we see, or rather, don't see, is carefully sorted through and censored to avoid causing harm. It's all done with good intent. However, in the long run, censorship causes more harm than good. How can we make informed decisions when we aren't even given all the information? Concealing ideas and information from people is far more harmful than the information itself. Don't let censorship make decisions for you.